I'm Rob Hennett with the H Triangle Ranch in Pearsall, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. It's great to be back with you for another edition of Texas Ag Today. Jump on in with me. Buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, we received some much-needed rain and snow across many areas of Texas this week. But was it too little, too late for the wheat crop? We'll have that story coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. Yes, we did have a pretty good moisture event move through the Texas High Plains earlier this week. But not everyone got to benefit from the rain and snow. I'm James Hunt, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. A Texas rancher explains the devastation from wildfires during an interview with RFD-TV. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. We'll have those stories, plus Texas wildlife news, and a complete look at the markets all coming up. Severe storms, showers, and snow moved through some parts of Texas this week, bringing much-needed moisture to drought-stricken fields and pastures. Ockletree County agent Scott Strawn says there was some welcome rain and snowfall in the northeast panhandle, and while it's coming late for the wheat crop there... Well, we'll always take a moisture event like this, and of course this time of year it's very beneficial for wheat. It's a little bit late, but... At the same time, we'll take it when we can get it, mainly because the yield potential starts going down about mid to late February every day that it's dry. So we will not gain what was lost, but it can stop that downhill slide if we will continue to get moisture events like this. We need a lot more, but it was a good starting point to at least stop the downhill slide. Strawn says the precipitation was spotty, with some farmers getting a good slow soaker, while others got none at all. A big educational event for Texas horse owners is coming up soon. In just a few days, equine experts from across the state will head to ponder for the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service's annual Red River Equine Summit. The summit is an educational seminar for horse owners featuring live demonstrations and classroom sessions. Event organizers say veterinarians, farriers, agricultural attorneys, pasture management experts, hay quality experts, and horse trainers will lead sessions on equine chiropractic, mustang gentling, pasture management, cutting-edge farrier work, TAC 101, equine metabolic disorders, hay quality and selection, equine law and regulations, pharmaceuticals and vaccinations, and equine nutrition. 
There will also be Liberty Training demonstrations. Cost is $25 for those who register by March 26th and $35 thereafter. A link to register is available on today.agrilife.org. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Dolmel. Texas farmers are making good progress getting the 2022 crop in the ground despite the dry weather. The latest crop progress and condition report shows that corn planting is now 42% complete. That's a big jump from the previous week's 27%. Sorghum planting also making a nice jump over the past week. 30% of the sorghum crop now in the ground here in Texas. That's ahead of last week's 18%. Now both the corn and the sorghum planting numbers are right about on pace with the five-year average. That rain and snow that fell earlier this week was a welcome sight for some farmers in the Texas panhandle. James Hunt has an update from Amarillo. With the Texas High Plains desperate for moisture, some area farmers were given a little something to celebrate with that rain and snow event on Monday and Tuesday. Some places near Amarillo and over to the east received as much as two inches of precipitation. That's going to put a lot of ground moisture in there, so you would think that at least in that region, once they plant, that ground moisture should be in place enough that you would think that they'll get their crops to sprout relatively well. Places that got less rain maybe will struggle a little more. And that last bit of what you hear Mike Gittinger of the National Weather Service say highlights the downside of the moisture event. Most of the Texas High Plains received much smaller amounts, or as was the case in much of the southern and western areas, missed out entirely. So we still need more precipitation, especially with planting time approaching. Gittinger says the La Nina remains in place despite some hopeful indications out in the Pacific. The water's been warming east of where they measure La Nina, closer to the coast, and sometimes that helps us out. Maybe that had something to do with this little pattern change where we've had a little bit of precipitation here over the last month. But overall, it still looks like below normal is the most likely outcome as far as rainfall goes going through the spring. But if we go by precedence, better times could be on the horizon. We tend to, when La Ninas are about this stage and weakening about this time of year, it seems like May is kind of iffy and even into early June. It seems like, you know, as we get into summer and that's when we go into equal chances, the monsoon moisture kind of kicks in. And when you look back in history, that's usually where we start getting a little more back to normal. Once again, that was Mike Gittinger with the National Weather Service office in Amarillo. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The wildfires burning in Texas this week have received national attention. Tom Nicoletti has the story. In north-central Texas, the Eastland Complex fire is now 70% contained. In a live interview with RFD-TV, Texas Farm Bureau State Director and cattle rancher Sam Snyder detailed the devastation. Can you give us an update there? It just looks like houses and farmland just completely destroyed. Yes, I can. I drove down around the Carbon, Texas area and Cross Plains area yesterday, and it's just devastating. It's really heartbreaking to see that people lost everything that they have, and it's going to take years to recover. I did go by some people that I've known for 20, 25 years that absolutely lost everything. Their real-life home was burned to the ground. Then you go down about a mile where they kept all their farm equipment, and they had a real nice barn and shed, and I believe this family lost five tractors, a hay baler, a cotton stripper, their spray buggy, 
and then things that were outside got destroyed. Just everything. The only thing they did not lose, thank goodness, they had two herds of cattle, and they were on two cotton fields that still had the stalks standing, so it wasn't going to burn. And if it hadn't been for that, they would have lost absolutely everything that they had. Thank God for that. So the impact uh -huh. on ag on that entire region just seems to be so harsh. It, it is, and it's going to be hard for these people to recover, especially now. People that lost cattle or fences or especially equipment, it's going to take a long time. Our input costs, we have hyperinflation on egg input costs. Five dollar diesel, hard to get tractor tires, fertilizer worth three or four times what it should be. It's going to be hard to get back up and running again. That is Texas Farm Bureau State Director Sam Snyder from Moran in an interview March 23rd with RFD-TV. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Farmers and consumers are feeling the squeeze of inflation. Gary Joyner explains. Texas farmers and ranchers are paying more at the grocery store, just like everyone else. The price for groceries jumped 1.4% in February and 8.6% over the past year, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported. The monthly increase was the largest in about two years, but the 12-month increase was the biggest since the period ending April 1981. The common assumption is that farmers and ranchers benefit from the higher prices at the grocery store. Not so much. For every dollar American consumers spend on food, U.S. farmers and ranchers earn just 14.3 cents. The increase in food prices at the grocery store are reflections of higher expenses in the food supply chain beyond the farm and ranch gate. The increased costs range from energy to labor to raw materials. Always remember that entities beyond the farm and ranch can pass on their higher cost of business to the consumer. Farmers and ranchers cannot. I'm Gary Joyner for Texas Ag Today. American farmers celebrated National Ag Day earlier this week. Chad Smith says there's no better time to share the story of American agriculture. National Ag Day is on March 22nd, and it's a great time for America's farmers and ranchers to share their story. Zippy Duval, president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, says it's also an opportunity to connect with consumers. Whether they be consumers right down the road or across the country, U.S. agriculture has a great story to share, especially when it comes to how we are growing a climate for tomorrow. We are leading the way. We're reducing our per-unit emissions, embracing innovation and new practices and increasing our use of renewable energy. He says ensuring the continued success of American agriculture starts with making it economically sustainable. We need to introduce our young people to the abundance of careers in agriculture, from animal care to technology to farm management. And then we need to invest in research to continually improve and advance farming practices. Agriculture depends on hardworking, innovative farm men and women to help us be better every day at growing our nation's food, fiber, and fuel. He talks about some of the lessons we've learned from the pandemic, supply chain issues, and other world events. The challenging times at home with rising supply costs and the heartbreaking events abroad are stark reminders of how important food security is to us. Over the last two years, a spotlight has been shined on American agriculture and how it touches all of our lives, whether it be on the farm or off. Consumers have grown in their trust in farmers and ranchers. They have seen us rise up to the challenge and still farm even in the hardest of times. Let's keep building on that trust 
and working together to build a brighter future. From Washington, I'm Chad Smith for Texas Ag Today. Time is running out to register for the Great Texas Birding Classic. I'm Jessica Dolmel, and I'll have details coming up on Texas Ag Today. And with spring comes insects, which can spell problems for your horses. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. With spring comes insects, and that can spell problems for horses. Dr. Bob Judd says there are some treatments you can explore if your horse has a sensitivity to insect bites. Insect bite hypersensitivity usually occurs in the warmer months and can be caused by multiple insects, including culicoides or gnats, stable flies, horn flies, black flies, horse and deer flies. As I mentioned last time, horn flies are only around cattle as they breed in cattle manure, but stable flies breed in horse manure and rotting vegetation. Horse deer flies and culicoides gnats breed in manure, vegetation, and water, while black flies breed in running water. So it is impossible to eliminate running water in most cases, but you can use something in your water tanks to keep the water moving to decrease gnats and even mosquitoes. There is not an easy answer to decreasing insect numbers other than removing the manure as quickly as possible, eliminating any wet areas, and use fly predators and feed through fly control to decrease the number of fertile fly eggs that are produced or will hatch. Fly sheets can be helpful in some horses to decrease fly bites if the horse will wear them. Fly repellents can be used, but some horses may be allergic, and they are not incredibly effective regardless of the label claims on most of these products. If infection is present, secondary to itching, anti-infecting baths with chlorhexidine can be helpful. And many of these horses will need oral antibiotics to kill the infection. There are lots of rinses and shampoos that may decrease itching to some degree, but are not effective in my experience. The most effective drug at decreasing itching is prednisolone, but long-term use can lead to laminitis and founder, especially if the horse is overweight or has equine metabolic syndrome. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Time is running out to register for the Great Texas Birding Classic. Jessica Domel has the details in today's wildlife report. Time is running out to register yourself or your team for the 2022 Great Texas Birding Classic. The event is the biggest, longest, and the wildest birdwatching tournament in the United States. It runs April 15th to May 15th. 
According to event organizers, you can bird solo or with a group. You can bird for a half day, a full day, or for an entire week anywhere in Texas. There are several tournament categories, and all skill levels of birders are welcome to enter. The deadline to register is April 1st. Registration funds are used for Texas birding and birding conservation project grants. You can register on the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department website. That's tpwd.texas.gov. There, simply search Great Texas Birding Classic. That is tpwd.texas.gov. And another event you might be interested in follows the Great Texas Birding Classic that kicks off April 1st. The April Rangeland Wildlife and Fisheries Management Webinar will focus on integrated wildlife damage management. Michaela Killiam will discuss methods by which damage is managed on native wildlife species. An integrated approach will be presented, including choosing the appropriate tool for the problem and how to apply multiple tools to achieve your management goals. The webinar will address lethal and non-lethal approaches in the proper use and application of toxicants. The webinar kicks off at noon on Thursday, April 7th. Cost is $35. Register at agriliferegister.tamu.edu. Simply search for Integrated Wildlife Damage Management. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. The Russia-Ukraine war continues to affect our market, so how did things wrap up on Thursday? Jessica will be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Break out your camera and snap a pic for the Texas Farm Bureau Photo Contest. You or someone you know can share your best photo with the entire Lone Star State and maybe win some cash, like $250 for first place, $200 for second place, and $100 for honorable mention. The contest is open to Texas Farm Bureau members or an immediate family member. Rural settings and lifestyles are the preferred themes for all submissions and contestants are limited to one entry per person. Top four winners will be selected and published in the July edition of Texas Agriculture and the summer edition of Texas Neighbors. Snap your pick now for the Texas Farm Bureau Photo Contest. The entry deadline is June 1st. Visit TexasFarmBureau.org for complete contest rules. That's TexasFarmBureau.org. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. The U.S. Department of Agriculture released its weekly export sales reports on Thursday, and that did weigh on the commodity markets. USDA released a strong export report for cattle, with beef export sales hitting a marketing year high at 27,500 metric tons. That's up 40% over the week prior. That report lended some support to our cattle markets. April live cattle Thursday up 25 cents to 139.67. June live cattle up 97 cents to 136.95. March feeder cattle up 67 cents to 156.77. April feeder cattle up 95 cents to 162.72. Now let's check those livestock auctions. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Old Doug Bass sells cattle down in Washington County at Brenham 
That's Cattleman's Brenham Livestock every Friday. Doug, how'd this last go-round turn out? We ended up with 594 head of cattle. Market looked steady the week before. Let's walk the pins. Then our lower-yielding cows bring 50 to 70. Better, higher-yielding cows bring 75 to 98. Weighing bulls, your thinner, lower-yielding bulls bring 75 to 96. Better bulls bring 98 to $1.18. Pairs had just a handful of pairs. Pairs bring anywhere from 1000 to 1350 Red cows anywhere from 850 to 1150 Calf market looks steady. Yes, sir, plenty steady the week before. Your two to three weight steers bring 141 to 230 Heifers bring 135 to 227 Three to four weight steers bring 138 to 206 Heifers bring 130 to 185 Four to five weight steers bring 130 to 210. Heifers bring a buck and a quarter to 170. Five to six weight steers bring 126 to 199. Heifers bring 123 to $2. Six to seven weight steers bring 120 to 160. Heifers bring 115 to 168. Seven to eight weight steers bring 115 to 149. Heifers bring 112 to 142. And your 800 to 1,000 pound ste- steers and bull yearners bring 110 to 126. Heiferettes bring 85 to 98. What do you know of for this week, Doug? Got some lined up, Mr. Larry. We got a little slower start. We got a really, really good rain the last couple of days around here. But sounds like like, uh, we're going to have good weather the rest of the week, and I'm looking forward to having a good sale. Well, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Yes, sir. Y'all can call me on my cell, which is 979-877-4454, or call Sarah at the office, which is 979-836-3621. Neighbor, that's Doug Bass, Cattleman's Brenham, sells them every Friday. I'm Larry Marble. I come to you every day, Monday through Friday, on Walking the Pins. April lean hogs up 22 cents at 102.77. May lean hogs down 52 cents to 114.12. March class 3 milk up 2 cents to 22.41 a hundredweight. April class 3 milk up 14 cents at 24.35 a hundredweight. USDA's weekly export report for cotton was positive this week. That combined with worsening drought in Texas and in Oklahoma pushed cotton prices higher Thursday. May cotton up 87 points to 1. 130.90. October cotton up 94 points to 114.99. Weekly export sales were soft for corn and that led corn to trade lower for much of the day Thursday. May corn down nine and a half to 748 and a quarter. July corn down six and a quarter to 728 and a half. May hard red wheat was down 16 and a half Thursday to 10.95 even. July hard red wheat down 15 and a quarter to 10.90 and a quarter. April natural gas up 17 cents to 541. May natural gas up 18 cents to 545. May crude oil down $3.80 to 111.13. June crude oil down $3.69 to 108.30. The Dow up 271 points to 34,629. The S&P 500 up 47 points to 4,503. The Nasdaq up 200 points at 14,122. And that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. Remember, we'll be right here next time to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Jessica Domel, and I hope to see you then. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.